You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Because I have often found myself, well, I used to, not anymore, thank goodness. I've often found myself in this same position. You ready for this one? Let's do it. She says, hi, Steph. I know you talk about the midheaven a lot when it comes to career path, but are there any other placements you recommend looking at when it comes to my career? I feel so burnt out at what I am doing. I work in corporate, but have my midheaven in Capricorn. I want to do my own thing so bad and have had many careers so far. I've been a personal trainer, a health coach, but now I work in human resources and I feel like I keep getting farther away from my soul. Any advice on getting clear on what you want to do when you don't know what to do? I've been in that position before. I worked in corporate and I thought, wow, I made it cream of the crop. I went to business school. Now I work for a multi-billion dollar nationwide business, international business. Like I made it. This is it. But people who have listened for a while know the story. I would dress in my business casual. And then when I went upstairs for my very first boardroom meeting, I sat down and looked around at the other 50 people and just started crying. Not hyperventilating, like just tears bubbled up and just rolled down the cheeks and would not stop. And I thought, what am I PMSing? Like, what, what is this? This is like the epitome of why I went to business school. I made it. I'm here. What? Why am I crying? And I can't, I had to go to the restroom and like dab my face and take a deep breath and look out the window for a second. So I, I really resonate with her. Have you? I mean, you've been an entrepreneur pretty much all your life, but. I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life, but I have had moments where I've worked for people and it's just when you know that your soul's calling is to do something bigger and you may not know what that bigger is, you just have to keep trying to better understand what it is you, you know, even these last few years I've gone through it, like, what is it you love? What is it you like? And you have to ask yourself a series of questions to get there. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can help her answer Mm -hmm. her question. I read something that Nicole posted today. When we say Nicole, she is the holistic psychologist. Hold on. Your mic's not working. I didn't think so. It's working. Okay, the mic is working. We're good. I just needed to move closer to it. So... You've experienced this before? Not on the level that I think you have, Mm -hmm. but I definitely have had no idea what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. Um, I just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yes. And I want to preface this episode. I really, I mean, I think we'll draw on the people that need to hear it, but I I don't know. I have a soft spot for the people who do work for someone else and love Mm -hmm. it. So. We are talking about big, like, entrepreneur Capricorn energy in this episode. I hope it doesn't stir anyone and affect them or influence them thinking, well, am I actually happy working this job for someone else? You know, like, stay rooted. Stay rooted Mm -hmm. in who you are, what you need to hear. Don't let 
us or anyone else influence what you know to be true for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that perfectly segues into, I read a post that Nicole shared today that said a lot of people who become adults and sit in the middle of a room and go, holy shit, who am I? What do I like? What, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's truly people who have sat there and said, I've, I'm lost. And it sounds like she's one of them. And this is usually, Nicole's a psychologist, she says it's because you were raised by one or two narcissistic parents mm-hmm. who tried to live vicariously through you. You know, someone didn't get to be a famous basketball player, so they have a boy, and they're like, you're going to wear all blue? Your name's Michael, and you're going to be a pro NBA star. Yeah. And But the kid's like, okay, you know, we all want to please our parents, but deep down he wants to be an engineer, mm-hmm. but never pursues that because, you know, mm-hmm. situations like that. Do you ever feel like you were pushed into that? Yeah. Yes, you were a team <coughs> roper, but the baby J I know would have either been an actor and gone to drama school or a marine biologist. Yeah, I, I was always really athletic. My dad pushed me to play sports and be the best at it. And then I remember getting to a place where I just didn't love it. And I was like, wait, but I've always been really good. Like, I was always one of the best ones, if not the most athletic person. Like, why am I not mm-hmm. Why am I not loving it? You, sh- you should love it, especially when you're the best and everyone's like, whoa, you're good. Yeah. But I didn't. <clears throat> and then I remember, like, my senior year, I joined choir. And, yeah, that felt better yeah. than all the athletics. And then now, the thing that I love most, which is helping people reach their potential, is me using basically my voice. Yeah. And not so much... Isn't that connected to singing? Yeah. You wanted to be on stage and move people through your voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whoa. I think I, I needed to go through things to learn what it is I actually wanted to do. Like, she sounds like she's trying to learn. Yeah. But... Yeah. And at the end of the day, we all just want to help people. Mm -hmm. We want to leave this world being able to visualize and see the mark we left. Mm -hmm. We all want that, whether it's through being a famous singer or actor or a nurse or doctor Mm -hmm. or a public speaker who moves a crowd and just motivates people in that moment Mm -hmm. to hopefully change their whole lives. I teach Mm -hmm. astrology. I want to bring people home to who they are so they can go out there and create that energy. Yeah, because when you do that, the whole world changes. Yeah, the I have I have some good questions and things right for for sure. So with her, and she says, I feel like I keep getting farther from my soul. I felt that too when mm-hmm. I worked in a corporate job for someone else, and I had moments where there was drama, workplace drama, and I thought, wait, if I have to go through this shit here, I might as well go through this shit being an entrepreneur for myself. Choose my heart. I would rather go figure all of it out from the start by myself. But when you say, I feel like I keep getting farther away from my soul, I want to tell you, you're not. Mm -hmm. You can definitely do things that can push you farther, but it's all in how you view it. When I look back at my corporate time, it taught me a lot. It taught me self-discipline, and most importantly, it taught me to just look on the bright side. Because I didn't want that job either. Mm -hmm. But deep down, like you, my friend, who wrote this in, I felt like this ain't it. This is not where it ends. I am not <laughs> retiring in this place. I have no idea what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. But this is not it. Mm-hmm. 
And I just knew it. And so I switched my mindset the very next day and said, let's pretend I have six more months here. I'm going to miss these people I work with. They've become friends. They've become like my work family. I'm going to really focus on that, mm-hmm. cultivating good relationships with them. Or I'm going to appreciate how easy it is to do my taxes while I work in a place like this because one day it won't be this easy. Mm-hmm. And so once I started to look at those positives, boom, right? My favorite mantra, for now. I work here for now. I think if I would have advised you anything back then, like this individual here, <clears throat> I would have said, I don't ever want to like pump somebody up so much that they just walk into their job and go, I fucking quit. I'm out. I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur now. Yeah. I would never want that. Like that's, that's scary. That's some next level shit. But what I would recommend is writing down your real dreams and goals, like whatever, like writing down your dreams and your goals for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, something you want to question. She's like, I don't know what they are. Um, if you sit so down, you there's do things you don't know. What is it? So if you don't know that, what is it that makes you get up every morning and even go to your job right now? There's something. There's something that makes you want to get up and go to your job. It could be, you know, like for you, what is it every single morning that gets you up and makes you do whatever needs to be done? He's sitting on my lap right now. There you go. <laughs> Jeffrey, my so, pug. <clears throat> Jeffrey becomes that inner burn in, inside you that says, I've got to buy him food. I have to be able to take care of him. And when I go deeper, and, it's my family. Yeah, so there you go. That is your Both inner... present and future. That's your inner burn, right? That's what drives you. If you don't know where you want to go, I think first you have to look within. And something makes you get out of bed, even if it's hitting the snooze, whatever, you're still getting out of bed and you're still being productive. What is the thing that makes you want to be productive every day? Uh, money. That, that's fine. What it do doesn't matter. I'm just saying that because I'm think, imagining a lot of people saying, uh, paycheck. What, <laughs> okay, well, what do you spend that on? What most people don't realize is it'll, it's actually never money. It's actually never surface level things. It's way deeper. And that's why I asked you the question to even ask mama yesterday. If you don't know what it is that gets you out of bed and gets you going, your next question to go deeper to try and find that before you can find where you want to go is, what is your greatest piece of adversity and challenge you have ever been through in your life? Mm-hmm. Because when you go that deep, you'll find, oh, I'm trying to prove myself to the world because I went through this as a child or something. Yeah. And when you take that and you harness that, you take it to that next level of now what do I want to, like, why am I getting up every day? Well, shit, I don't know. Now I know I'm actually waking up every single day because I don't want to let that little version of me down that had to go through um, not having food on the table at night. And then you take that and your next step again, like I, like I said a minute ago, is now what are your dreams and your goals? Even if they seem outrageous and crazy to everyone and yourself, like what are they? Mm-hmm. You have to have one. Most everybody has at least one. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I don't know if I've shared this story. I have with you, but not on the show. Um, there's just She left us so many Easter eggs in her short email. Mm-hmm. She's been a personal trainer, a health coach, and now she works in human resources. Those are all yeah. the same thing. 
Yep. They've all got the same baseline of directly impacting people. Mm-hmm. You've helped their bodies get healthy. Health coach, you help their body, mind, and soul get healthy. Mm-hmm. Now in HR, you're bringing balance to their daily routine mm-hmm. at this corporate job. So the story is when I worked for corporate, just like you, my friend, um, you don't realize it in the moment, but in hindsight, you will see all the things that happen to you right now in this job that are helping you for where you're going, where mm-hmm. you are destined to be. Um, I I never participated in lunch break with everyone that worked there. They all went down to the cafeteria where the blinds were drawn, CNN was on, Fox on the other TV. I was like, no, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I sit in a cubicle. I don't go sit in a larger cubicle to eat. No, thank you. So I would go to the river every single day for my lunch break, and I would eat my packed, clean lunch, and I would just sit there by myself. And people thought, like, why are you so antisocial? Go walk around the building with the smokers. Go do something. And I'm like, no, no. And I did this for years working in this corporate job. And then I never realized it until literally my last week. There was always a white van that parked near me. And I thought, man, this is probably just somebody else from a corporate job somewhere else. I didn't realize it. Until the very last week I worked there, he drove off. And it was the CEO of the whole building. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? So me and the CEO that got the chief honcho who runs shit, who like everybody's timid and afraid of, does the same daily routine as me, mm-hmm. that tells me I'm special. Yeah, I'm different. I'm made to be where he is in whatever shade that looks like. And I'll never forget that. No matter where I go, what I do now, I will remember, wait, I, I've got what it takes. Mm-hmm. So that was a really cool thing. So look at your job, and maybe there's little Easter eggs like that. But back to hers, personal trainer, health coach, human resources. What do all those have in common? Well, I would if I if she were to listen to that first question, I would ask myself this, knowing that now, go back to the challenge and adversity you faced in your life and really think about it and write down your answer because what you're going to find is I think that answer ties to these easter eggs. Yeah. I think that answer has something to do with helping people in the form of health and wellness and it, again, it could be because she grew up in a home that was just so far outside of that and, and she didn't want Fruit Loop. She wanted, you know, something different. Who knows? But if you if you ask yourself that question, um Why wow. why did you become a personal trainer or health yeah. coach? Did you have a sibling or a parent or family member that really suffered from health and you were like, I maybe it was you, friend. Maybe it was you who suffered from something and you're like, I never want someone to experience this. So like what you're saying, Get really deep and find your why. Because from there, you can really bloom into something. More clarity. So let's bring astrology into it. Okay. She is an Aquarius sun, Aries moon, and a Taurus rising. Okay. So her sun sign, her personality is Aquarius. This tells us what? Thinks outside the box. Thinks outside the box. And she looks at things so differently. Aquarians, yes, they shrivel in the corporate world because rules, structure, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like you. she probably sits there and says, oh, my God, how the fuck do you guys not see it this way? Mm-hmm. But they love these jobs like human resources. If an Aquarius had to go work in corporate, I would put them in HR because they actually rule being the humanitarian. Mm-hmm. They love people as detached and unemotional as they're known to be. They love the collective. They really, really want to see the collective evolve before they leave this earth. That is her sun, her heartbeat of her chart. She's got an Aries moon. 
Moon sign tells you her emotional world. <laughs> she wants to be the leader. She wants to be the fucking leader, Aries. Woo! Yeah, she wants she's to pave saucy away. with it. I, I'd be willing to bet <clears throat> she's suffering from skin issues or headaches or rashes over this, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Because she does know, deep, mm-hmm. deep down, she knows. Yeah. But it's driving her nuts. And that Aries passion that is in her heart... I hope, hey, friend, I hope you are exercising and sweating every day to get this energy moving out of you. I would actually, with her chart you just said, I would actually recommend find the perspective to enjoy the job you do now and and take those little pieces of it that you're going to need for where you're going and exercise and use that exercise time as a little bit of reflection time. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to music. Ask yourself questions. What is my adversity? I don't know. Go deep. What is it I actually want to do? Ask these questions on your run while you're moving your body with that with that Aries moon. Listen to Baby J's Battlefield Self podcast while you on the treadmill or the elliptical <laughs> or running. Sweat it out, sis. Now, I want to stop right there for a minute because her chart, I don't really talk about aspects. This gets a little high end. It confuses people. But she's got the most powerful aspect. Wait. Is this the one with all the 10th? Yeah, this is her. Uh. She has the most powerful aspect in the chart that when I see with a client, I immediately stop and say, we got to talk about this. Her son, personality, is squaring her moon, heart. Mm. This is the tail is on this time, head versus the heart. So a square in astrology between two planets means they're fighting. They are in the boxing ring with the gloves on fighting for dominance. And a referee has to come in and say, whoa, 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 you guys can both win. It's okay. Sun, sometimes you're going to win. Moon, sometimes you'll win, but we need to find peace. So with a sun squaring moon, it's head versus heart. Her head is telling her, you got to work in HR because it's safe. It's a 401k. It's steady income. You have to because you'll never make it without that. But her heart is saying, no, I've got to be an entrepreneur. I've got to like own my shit and run everything. That's tough. That's a really tough placement that I'm still learning how to advise clients to get over. Yeah. But it's simply telling you, you need to find balance between trusting your heart and listening to your head. They are both on the same team. It's like when couples, when married couples get in a fight, they forget, hey, it's us against the problem, not you against me. Mm-hmm. That is the sun squaring the moon. Her head is fighting her heart. So bring attention to that, my friend. And your moon lives in the 12th house. Whenever there's planets in that house, these are things we hide from. So she hides her anger. She She hides hides her her frustration. She hides her drive. She can't see how powerful and how much of a leader she actually is. And I feel like when she's listening to this, she's going to cry because she feels so seen. Like, yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. So these thoughts and feelings aren't crazy. No, they're not. They're just really watered down in the 12th house. All things hidden. You don't have... uh, Is your Chiron in the 12th? No, I think it's in the 11th. I think it's the 11th. I have Mars in the 12th. Mm -hmm. So anger, drive. I look like such a softie and I act like one too because my anger planet is watered down. Right? Her Mm -hmm. moon is there. So her Taurus rising, that doesn't really play into career, but eh, that's my rising too. Yeah, but I mean, if she were to you, if she were, let's say, I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say she truly wants to open up her own health coaching and personal training facility, mm-hmm. right? Like very hands-on Aries moon. Like I don't want to just tell you, I want to show you. So let's say she, her dream is to open up 
a facility mm-hmm. um, and thinking outside the box. Like, I don't want just a CrossFit gym. I want a float tank for people to meditate in. I want all these yep. things. She could really, what I know of you, your voice, your demeanor, and everything you are as a Taurus rising, if that were you and you came to me and said, this is what I want to do, baby J, gym, float tanks, yoga center, this is what I'm making. I'd be like, okay, you realize with your voice and your calm demeanor and just who you are as a Taurus rising would only draw people in even more. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Yeah, my Taurus rising listening to this, we we have this feeling and aura to us that people are like, ah, home, Mm -hmm. I can trust you. So that will really work in her favor. Yeah. So rereading what she said, she said, I want to do my own thing so bad. And I've had many careers so far. You can, she reminds me a lot of you. She was a personal trainer, but then she was a health coach. Now she works at corporate. So Mm -hmm. I wish we had a little more intel into why she stopped being a personal, why she stopped being a health coach. Maybe most people it's money. Yeah, maybe she wasn't getting enough clients to have a full-time income. Yeah, perhaps? most people it's money. But this is where I say perspective where you're at is everything now. So enjoy where you're at. Find the find the bliss where you're at. Find mm-hmm. the little pieces and things that you're going to need. So as an entrepreneur, I'll tell you, there's so much that you're going to need. You're going to need to learn how numbers work. You're going to need to learn bank accounts. You're going to need to learn how to deal with customers. It's just systems. That's mm-hmm. all entrepreneurship is, is systems. So learn all the systems where you're at now. Gather all that intel from a corporate company who kind of has their shit together. Yeah. yeah. And then every day, kind of make notes. Pick a subject every day at work. Like, I want to understand how the telephone system works here. Just little things. Build your little portfolio book inside your head of that. And then once you go through those questions that I said earlier and you kind of get to what drives you, what you, you know, you kind of have a broad view of what your dreams and your goals are, Plan out your perfect day. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, if my dream is to be this, reverse engineer it. What are the steps I need to do every day to get there? And then every single day, while you have your corporate job and you have your regular life going on, attack something that's part of the process to get there, just one step at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just one thing every day. And take one more step closer and one more step closer. And what I've found with me, somebody who was absolutely confused about exactly what I wanted to do, I found that I just had to keep moving forward with something. Test this out. Kind of like you've done with uh, personal training and health coaching. Like, Don't let anyone tell you what you're doing is dumb. Don't let anyone tell you that you need to pick something. Stick with this. Do what feels right, even if you know that I may not stick with this, but there's a lesson you need to learn in that. Mm-hmm. For me, we've talked about this, like in excess in the clothes. It was like, okay, I needed to learn that I truly enjoy the design and the creating part and the motivational part of this. And I really embodied, I needed to learn that I embodied the lifestyle of in excess, living with less. Great. Does this mean I'm going to go on and, and make a billion-dollar company out of the clothing? No. The the vans. I needed to learn to stick and commit to something and see it all the way through, beginning to end. Does this mean I'm going to build the largest van company in the world? No. So I'm taking these pieces along my journey, which have led me now to what I know I want to do. But it takes time. 
Remember that exercise you did where you wrote, you drew a spiral mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, and you're like, "This is when I did this," and it all connects to. Mm-hmm. Wish we, I wish we had a video so we could like do a whiteboard yeah. showing them that. Cause that's a whole other episode, but everything is connected. Yeah. Right. It, you feel like you're so far away from your soul, but I promise you, you're not. Yeah. And one year, two years, you're going to look back and see exactly why you had to do this little stint in corporate America. Like, let's tap into that energy. Let's say baby Jay and I are going to invest $1 million into what a business of your choice. Cause we believe in you. We see this chart Ooh. and you, we tell you, Hey, we'll give it to you in three months. So now, you know, in three months time, December, January, February 21st, you're done. You're all done. That is your cutoff. You're never going to work there at corporate again. Yeah. How would you feel every day? Would you get up tomorrow and go get yourself a latte and go to work like, whoo, this shit's almost over. What's good? <laughs> You'd probably feel so good knowing what's coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Trust in what's coming and just sit in the energy of, I can't wait. Now, remember how you and I were talking about Jupiter over mm-hmm. lunch today? And I was like, your Jupiter is in Aries. You have to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. And my Jupiter is in Taurus. I need to make art at home. Mm-hmm. Use my voice and my mind. Her Jupiter's in Capricorn. Okay. What does that tell you? So Jupiter, you guys, is where That's someone will experience miracle, abundance, and blessings. Her Jupiter is in Capricorn. She's supposed to be in business yeah. by herself. Right? Yep. Girl, if you ever like second guess yourself, replay this. Your Jupiter's in Capricorn. Now, not only this, she has, see this? A massive stellium in, in the, the tenth in the house, tenth house. of career, entrepreneur, business ownership. I know her and my chart are completely different, but I will say this. I have some heavy placements mm-hmm. in the 10th house. I think mm-hmm. I actually have, what, Jupiter? You um, just have Jupiter in there. Well, okay, so whole signs. he's at, he's pretty much just selling him <laughs> on his own because he's yeah. so big. You have that in the 10th house. It was whole signs, I think, that flipped it all, right? Took everything from 9th to the 10th. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But you don't have anything in the 9th either. My north node and my, I have three Aries placements. You have an Aries North Node in the ninth house. Your Jupiter Aries in the tenth. And my Midheaven. That doesn't have a house. It's an angle. Oh, body. it's an angle. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Midheaven, that is exactly what she wrote in for. The Midheaven tells me as an astrologer, how does this person make money? What is their reputation? What are they known for in society? Mm-hmm. So hers is in Capricorn. She is known to start business. Mm-hmm. She is known for finance. She is known to get shit done and run the whole show. That's beautiful. Another placement. And then that 10th house stellium tells me that career and maybe issues or joy with your father has played a really big role. So I would look at my relationship to whatever masculine person raised me and say, how do they influence where I'm at now? Did you watch your dad do a job he hated his whole life to support his family? How is that affecting you right now? Do Mm -hmm. you think that's what you're doomed for? Or what are we talking about? But your stellium is interesting because... Your son is in the 10th house, so the theme of your whole life is career and being an entrepreneur. This is huge. But then next to that, you've got Uranus, Neptune, and Mercury. That simply tells me your career needs to be so eccentric, different, probably involve the arts or spirituality, but most definitely on your own. A hundred percent, my friend. Here is your confirmation. End of show. Thank you. See you next week. You are meant to be an entrepreneur. It is quite literally written in your stars. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I hope... 
when she listens to this, she sets a deadline and says, okay, fine, I, I will quit. February 21st, 2023, I will call it a day because you have everything in you that is ready to go. Now, she did want to know, what else do you look at in a chart to see what's your purpose? What would you say? Look at that Chiron. Tell me what her Chiron's in. I wasn't even going to say that, but you're right. Her Chiron is in Libra. Okay. So there's a wound with relationships, and her Chiron lives in the sixth house of day-to-day routine and my coworkers, my daily work-life balance. I would say. There's no (laughs) balance in her work life. Sixth house. I would say everything I know so far, what I know about astrology, what I know about entrepreneurship and what she said and her chart and all this, Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that she has either struggled with understanding how to really connect with her clients and Mm -hmm. customers. And that was probably a big part of this. You got Aries energy. Mm -hmm. You got, it's scary to, to do these things, be an entrepreneur and start new things. And then you mix that with a Capricorn energy. Capricorn, any Capricorn I've ever dealt with has (laughs) been an asshole. And I'm not saying she is, but I'm saying they're very structured. They're very black and white. This is how it's going to be. I know you don't. And that's hard as an entrepreneur in most systems because you have to be so malleable. Is that the right word? I know yeah. mutable, but like malleable. You have to be so flexible and, and so open and so Taurus rising yep. to really understand your clients and your customers and your team on a very deep level. Yeah. And, and I can see that being very hard for somebody with Aries, Aries moon, moon and then all that Capricorn 10th house is like, no, I fucking know. So I think one of the greatest things you could do is say, I don't know, and that's okay. Yep, yep. There's, so her, her north node, which is another really good placement, a midheaven tells me, how do you make money in this 3D world? This is where your feet are on the ground. Your north node tells me, okay, well, what's that purpose that you go home every day and say, ah, I can't believe I get paid to do what I do. This is incredible. That's your north node. Mm-hmm. Hers is in Libra, again. So you made a really good point with that for someone who can't even see her chart because I'm screen's facing me. She's moving towards being in partnership. This doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean marriage. Of course it can, but Libra also rules just relationship. Any yep. one-on-one, you and your daughter, you and your son, you and your best friend, you and your mom. She came here to master relationships with coworkers yeah. because it lives in her sixth house. So her south node is in Aries. Her natural, comfortable state of being is independent. Mm-hmm. It's fuck off. I'm better than you, than you, than you. Mm-hmm. I'm the leader. So what her chart says is, yes, you are meant to be an entrepreneur, but with someone. The greatest thing A this business partner. The greatest thing this person can do is master the art of asking questions over statements. Because Aries oh. Capricorn wants nothing but statements, statements, statements. Yep. Stop statements. And start asking questions. Yep. 100%. So. All right. I hope we helped you out. This was a really good question that I think a lot of people will resonate with. So thank you for writing in and sending this. And if you want to get a reading with me as you listen to this, we can pull in some asteroids that will also provide more feminine energy to what is your purpose. But there are definitely more things we can look at. But friend, oh my gosh, you are so not meant to work in corporate 
enjoy it, soak it up. But you are a Capricorn queen. The last thing I want to leave you with is Capricorns, while they are known to be the entrepreneurs, the CEOs, business owners, they are the ones that take the longest to reach that level of success, to reach that level of fame. We mentioned this in the last episode. Capricorns look around in their 20s and their 30s and they're like, well, they're making way more money than me. Well, they're buying their second house. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But once they reach it and they become Oprah, yeah. right? There's so many talk show hosts. There's so many, but nobody is Oprah. She's yeah. actually an Aquarius, just like this one. <clears throat> I think that's Capricorn energy. They work, work, work. They grind. They think, what the fuck? Why isn't it happening for me? And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens and it's better, more money than you could ever imagine. Yeah, your your mind is Patience, the most powerful. Endurance. Your mind is the most powerful thing. If you can just get caught up, stop worrying about tomorrow. Do not plan for tomorrow and stay focused on today. And that is what Oprah did. That's why she is who she is. She said, here's my dream. Nobody believes in it. But now I'm just going to be the best I can today in every way that gets me where I want to go today. When tomorrow comes, I'll be the best I can tomorrow at it. And and, and if you just stay in your lane Mm -hmm. that way, remove all the statements of, well, why not me? Why this? What? Erase those. Focus on today. Focus on the best you can do and just taking one more step towards whatever that may be and watch what happens. Solid. And just something I intuitively feel we need to let her know is don't take advice from anyone who's not in a position you admire. That you wouldn't trade places with. Don't say it. Yeah. Do not... Watch who you take advice from and do not take advice from somebody that you wouldn't trade places with. Do not... Take advice from somebody that you wouldn't trade places with. Don't do it. (laughs) That is a bar. I wish we had sound effects. (laughs) Okay, thank you for writing in. You guys, if you want advice, insight with your birth chart, your blueprint with us, do write in as powers at lightworkers-lounge.com. We'll see you on the next advice call. Are you waiting on me again? Oh, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>